You're listening to a message from the church at Rutledge. For more information about TCAR, please visit thechurchatrutledge.org. So I'm glad you're with us tonight. And some of you, you've been here a long time. You've been with us since the church started. Some of you just have joined recently. Um like Greg and Sonia, and some of you are just visiting, and it's good to see family and friends tonight, but I'm just glad that you're here. And I just want to remind you that at TCAR, we call this a safe place to hear a dangerous message, that we don't pressure people, we present truth, we give you what the scripture says, and then God does the pressuring. He puts, he through his Holy Spirit works on you. That's not my job. But it's a dangerous message in that when, when Christ really gets a hold of you and you surrender to him, it changes your whole life, your eternity. And so we've gathered to celebrate and praise God for what he did for us in celebrating Jesus. And we've been in this series, Who Would Have Dreamed? And, and that's just, for us, that's, that's the perspective. We're just like, who could have imagined? Who would have dreamed that God would do this for us? That he would come to earth in human form and die for us so that we could live for him and be with him forever. Now, tonight I want to be brief. That sounds good, doesn't it? And give you the opportunity. I'd say that jokingly. Pastors always do that because most people are like, let's get on with it. I got things to do. But I love to see Christians who have a passion for the word and just want to sit and listen and be a part of it. So don't let me propagate um, otherwise. But I just want you to have the, the opportunity tonight for us together to experience Jesus and the joy he can bring to our lives and celebrate the, that together. And you might think this message is too simple or like, yeah, we know... That, all that, and that's basic Christianity stuff, no big deal. We've heard about Jesus before, but like I said a minute ago, if that's the case, maybe or perhaps an awakening in your heart and mind that I pray opens up to the good news Jesus brings and the implications of what Christmas is all about, it just strikes you fresh and new and revitalizes you tonight. But, but did you know that Christmas was not a knee-jerk reaction by God to the sin and the despair and the brokenness in the world. You get that, don't you? Because some people have that perspective sometimes. It wasn't like God messed up and he used Christmas to fix it, okay? He used the crucifixion of Jesus and his resurrection as like a Hail Mary in the last seconds of the game hoping to win. Like that's not the deal, okay? It, it, was, a pl- it was the plan all along. Like he was in total control. It was not out of despair. See, see, God doesn't, we talked about this a lot. God doesn't dwell in time and space. Time and space dwell in God. He sits outside of it, but he can work in it. And God is right now, he's in the past. He's in the present. He's in the future. He's there all at one time. And he stands outside of the timeline and sees it all. And God is all-knowing, and nothing catches him off guard. It's that idea, maybe you've heard it put before, of did it ever occur to you that nothing ever occurs to God? 
Did it, did, do you get that, that he's not unprepared for anything? He's not caught off guard. God isn't running around like tr- trying to chase down Satan and fix all the messes he makes, right? That's, that's not what he's doing. There is nothing that Satan, sin, or sickness can bring that God has not already made provision for, especially through the shed blood of Jesus. God has made certain that Jesus has enough authority and power to meet all our needs. Do you get that? So let me challenge you with this tonight, okay? Whenever you go to God and you have a need and you take that to God, don't try to, and I I do this, I try to like work out in my mind exactly how God's going to work out that provision or that need that I have, right? I'm like giving him suggestions, right? Like, hey God, I have this need and I really need you to help me and you know, can I give you a couple suggestions on how this might work out? You know, we do that. We play those games. Maybe we should back off of that and, and just have this idea that we can take great joy and, humfort, and great joy and hope and comfort in knowing that regardless of anything else, Jesus has been provided in order that ultimately every need we'll ever have is taken care of. Do you you understand that? If Jesus had not come, been crucified, resurrected, then we would have good reason to worry. But because he did that, we don't need to worry about it. It's going to be okay. Now we don't have to worry about it. So we can bring those needs to him knowing that ultimately, maybe not right that moment or tomorrow, circumstances may not change, but we know there's a hope beyond the world we live in. And that can bring us change and great peace and comfort in us as we deal with the world we are in. God knew about our coming sin issue before the foundations of the world and he knew what to do about it. Revelation 13, 8. That's what you think of at Christmas, don't you? You go, yeah, Revelations, right, Christmas, okay? But it says, all inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast. It's talking about, it's talking about some other, we get into all kinds of end time stuff, but here's, here's the part I want you to get. All whose names have not been written in the Lamb's book of life, the Lamb who was slain from the creation of, of the world. And there's, there's just a truth in the bottom of that that tells us, you know, I like NASB, uh, King James Version uses this, the language of, that I like better, instead of slain from the creation of the world, from the foundation of the world, right? And, and it tells us he had a plan all along. Peter even makes that truth clear to us that it was the plan from the beginning, seeing our sin that we would be born with and that he was making, that he had made a provision for our redemption. God in control, making a way when no one else could. That means things may take us off guard and change quickly, but no surprise to God, okay? 
I mean, how quickly our world can change to us, but nothing rocks God's world, right? I mean, nothing shakes him up, gets him off balance, back on his heels. He's always in the game and knows what's going on. I mean, I think about, you know, like things when I was a child and how the world can change and, and, and has changed. And I never would have imagined this would be what I would be doing as an adult. I never imagined how the world would be and how things would change. Things just all the time in our world seem to change quickly, you know. But God sees all of it. He knew. You know, kind of like being a, a UT ball fan, right? You know, we start the season with five straight wins, some of them very miraculous, right? And you think, man, this is it. Like, this is what we've been waiting for. This is our year. And how quickly the world can change, right? And it takes you by surprise, but God is not caught off guard or surprised by anything. Our redemption from our sin and our broken relationship with God was not a great problem that put God in jeopardy, and it's like all of a sudden he's got to act, okay? He had acted already. Look at what Peter says about this. 1 Peter 1, 18 through 20 says, For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation, before the foundation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God. Before the foundation of the world, he goes back and says, this has been the plan all along. It's not, it's not a bailout, okay, in the last moments. It means God knew who you would be, the things you would do, before you were ever even born, okay? It, we should just take great comfort in, in knowing this, these truths I'm about to tell you. You think... You know, somehow, maybe this is you. Maybe somehow you think, well, I've, I've ended up in this place in my life where I'm lonely and no one cares about me and I'm depressed or wherever you may be in a bad place. And you think, that's just where I'm at. But do you get that God has been thinking about you since the foundation of the world? Isn't that amazing? I mean, just... To fathom that, okay? He's leaning in and longing to have a relationship with you and for you to know him deeply and walk every moment together. I mean, think about that. I mean, think about that as you listen to this. This came to my mind before coming over here tonight about, about this passage. Psalm 139, 13 through 18 says this, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you 
when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your, listen to this, your eyes saw my unformed body. How is that possible? I'm going to tell you in just a moment. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts. To me are your thoughts, God. How vast the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Now I want you to know, I'm not reading this and talking like this to get up here and say and make much of you. Okay? It's not about me. And make us have a big head and think how great we are. Okay? but for us to realize how great God is and that that great God would be aware of us and our lives to that degree and that he has cared for us and loved us very much. And regardless of our actions and the, the actions of broken people in this broken world, that he, he loves us still. That it says so much about how great he is. His eyes saw your unformed body. Before you existed, God saw you. How? Well, as we discussed, time's no issue for God. But think about it this way. Those of you that know me, I've talked about this for a long time, and it's just... I believe this. I mean, it's, it's that idea of before you were even a twinkle in your mom and dad's eye, right? You, and if your kids don't understand, some of you are like, what does that mean, mom and dad? Okay, I'll let you explain it to them after you leave tonight, okay? Let's tell them later, okay? Before you were a twinkle in your mom and dad's eyes, you were a dream in the mind of God. He dreamed of who you would be and dreamed of the things you would do, and he created you to live out that dream that he has for your life. And he was even willing to send his son, Jesus, to die for you so that you could live that dream of knowing him and having a life and eternity with him. Isn't that amazing? I mean, it's, that, it's what we've been saying. Who would have dreamed well, tonight's just the simple answer to that question. God did. God did. Who would have dreamed that God would come to earth as a baby and live a sinless life to go to the cross to forgive you of your sin so that you could live the life God dreamed that you would have? Who would, dream, who would ever have dreamed he would do that? And what that should lead us to is in awe of God that gives him the glory that he deserves. And it's what leads Christians to gather and praise him and be excited about him. God has a dream for your life, and it's a dream that can also change things, surprisingly. No surprise to God, but usually is to us. He can take greedy people and make them generous. He can take self-centered people and make them other-centered, servant-type people. Judgmental, hateful people and make them just loving, grace-filled people. He can take people who care nothing about the poor and they become activists 
for those who have great need. He can take hard, what I would say are weak hearts, and turn them into soft, flexible, strong hearts. And maybe you need that kind of change this Christmas. Maybe God's dream was for you to be here for some kind of change tonight. Many of you have seen this wall over here as we went through our Even So series and led us up to Christmas and who would have dreamed. And many of you filled out cards and put on that wall about your Even So moments, how God took you from overwhelming sorrow to, over, to the overcoming Savior and how, he, how you've experienced those even-so moments in your life. And, I'm, and I'm, it, we get excited. The staff, Tuesday morning, we came in here, and we prayed over those cards, and we thought about you guys who have expressed those things. And then we prayed for tonight, and we prayed for those who still yet to have those even-so moments and that God would continue to work in the lives of people in this community and around the world. And we just, tonight... Maybe God has one of those moments still for you. We've moved all those cards to one side because we kind of went, let's just move that over to, let's say that's the overcoming Savior side. And let's just empty out this overwhelming sorrow left side. And so maybe tonight you need to ask God to change something for you. You're still over here in this overwhelming sorrow place. And you need to ask God something specific. It hadn't happened yet, but you're going to trust God that it will. And it's not a genie in the bottle type deal, right? But it's just trusting God. However you can work this out, however it happens, maybe it's changing something in me, but maybe you would say, Tonight, maybe you'd say, hey, I'm, I've got some anger and some hatred towards someone. And God, I'm just asking you, even so that, that that's in me, by your power, by, because of who you are, because of your overcoming Savior, Jesus, maybe I can extend forgiveness to whoever that is. And so tonight, I'm going to come up here and I'm going to grab one of those cards and just take the hatred. And God, would, I'm asking you to change it to forgiveness. Maybe there's pain in your life. It's just, hey, there's pain, and I need healing. God, I'm asking you for that. Maybe it's medical issues, and it's just to say, God, would you please heal that in me? Maybe it's you missing someone. And I have a cousin that lost her brother, and I, I know that, you know, talking with Chad Seal, the chief, last night in Bean Station and how they lost a 15-year-old uh, family member in a car accident just this past month. And there's great sorrow in the midst of Christmas. And maybe it's missing someone. It's just God missing them. And you're just asking for God's comfort in the midst of that. Maybe it's a broken relationship with someone. You'd say, just say, hey, it's a broken relationship. I'm just asking for reconciliation, God. Would you fix that? Could be a marriage that's on edge. Could be a, a relationship with another family member or friend. Maybe there's just frustration about your circumstances and you're just asking God for peace. 
Maybe there's addiction in your life. And you're just asking for freedom. Your addiction is just, it's gotten back out of control. There's times where you think you've got it in a little box and you've got it fixed and I've got it under control. But you need God to do something supernatural and for Him to give you freedom. And you can feel it. Here goes another alcohol binge. Here goes another... Um, here goes the drugs again and, and, and everybody in your life and around you knows it but everybody's scared to approach you about it but you just and you know yourself I just need freedom from this God has a dream for your life and if you'll just ask him for help and you will yield to him and his plan he can change that maybe it's that you don't know God and you're unsure about the whole thing maybe that's you here tonight maybe you're going I'm just not I don't know I don't know about all this. Maybe tonight it's just as simple as, God, I, I don't know. And I'm just, if you're real, I'm just asking you to just, just show me. God, would you reveal yourself to me? I want to see you. I don't, if you're real, show yourself to me. Maybe you've screwed up and you're a Christian and you're like, got this guilt weight on you of some sin and you're just saying, I need, I, how do I, you just, hey, God, cleanse me. That's where you need to go to. God, would you cleanse me? And would you just, by your Holy Spirit that's in me, I know you, the, the cross has covered that, but I need to be cleansed of it. Whatever your need might be, Maybe you've got a big life decision going on and you don't know what to do. You could just come up here and openly say, hey, big decision and I need guidance. God, could you just do that for me? So that's what this left side over here in a moment when Tyler and the band comes back up to play, that'll, that'll be your time to go do that. But I want to say this too. Maybe you came here tonight and it's been on your mind about whether or not you would become a Christian or not. You just, you've been, you've been, that, that's been going through your mind, but you just have, have never yielded to it and just, I don't know. And many people come to Christ in Christmas services. Maybe everything in your life has led up to you being here for whatever reason. God's made this happen for you. And you were wondering, coming in here tonight and sitting down, is tonight the night that I'm going to really do that? That you would might give your life to Christ, not become religious. Nobody needs that. Okay? That just screws you up more. Okay? but really receive forgiveness by God's grace by placing your faith in Christ and you have a redeemed life and you begin to live this dream God has for you. So maybe tonight is night you come and get your reserved spot. And we've done that over here on the overcoming Savior side. There's like five pens right there on that right side that are empty. That's for you that would say tonight, I'm surrendering my life to Christ. You could just write lost or whatever it is, wherever you're at, and redeemed. Tonight you've been redeemed.
And you just, I just ask you to make your public declaration tonight that you're going to live for Christ because he died for you. And tonight you receive his salvation, his redemption. Some of you, you've been coming here for years. Or you've been coming for months or whatever it is. You've been here a while. And everyone wonders, wonder if they've ever made that decision or not. They've never really talked about it. They never really, I don't know. Maybe you would just come and let everybody know, yeah, I have kind of did that at one point, but I've never just really, I don't know if it's I've been ashamed or I don't know if I've been scared of it or whatever. I've never just fully just said, here it is. This is where I'm at. And maybe tonight, you would just on those five spots, you would take one of those and say, tonight I'm letting you know. I'm not hiding in it anymore. I'm not riding on the fence anymore. I'm, I'm going all in with it. And I'm not ashamed. And not to be rude about it, but honestly, until you really are able to do that, you may not have what you think you have. So as we sing, I'm going to ask Tyler and those guys to come on back up. If you're asking God for something, come over here and put up your card.